Welcome to Your Life Atelier. This is the Life Atelier podcast with me, your host, Emma Laval. And as well as being your podcast and YouTube video now, this is also like the point of these episodes is that you are creating space to work on your life, to think about your life and to take some time to connect with yourself and what it is that you want more of and what it is that maybe you want less of, okay? So what we're going to talk about today is the topic from the Life Atelier Live, which we did this morning, which was about, <laughs> about, about I'm trying not to get distracted by Rita making various pathetic noises in her bed because she wants me to sit next to her. And I'm not going to do that because this is my focus for the next 10 minutes. It was all about turning your impossible goal into inevitable and inspired by Project Croissant, which is or was my moving to France project. And, and now we have Project Peacock. Project Peacock is me buying a house where there is enough space in the garden to have a peacock. Now, I'm not saying I will have a peacock because um, Rita and a peacock might not be the ideal combination. I have a video of her meeting a peacock, the peacock one, but that's the vision, right? So I'm going to run through why I've named it Project Peacock, how naming Project Croissant meant that I was able to go from taking the decision to actually go and move to France at the start of November to being here in January and having rented an apartment I think it was 10 days after we arrived, the royal we, Rita and I, which is like very, like, it's amazing. If you don't and haven't lived in France, you'll be like, yeah, you rent into an apartment, so what? But I'm self-employed and I have a dog. And in France, renting as a self-employed person, renting as a self-employed person with a dog, not easy. Um, so it's, I'm very proud of that. Very, very proud. So we'll run through a couple of topics. I'm just going to touch on a few of them lightly because they are mentioned or I go into them in, in other projects, other podcast episodes, or there are full lessons on them in Prune and Bloom. Prune and Bloom is the membership that I run. And that's where really you've got resources about everything connected to coaching and about how to take your problems that feel very big and very heavy. Sometimes our goals feel very big and very heavy. You know, you find yourself saying, I've got all these things to do. There's so many things, it's going to take so long. And what I do is I help people to just make them light, make them easy, make them fun. And then when you bring the play back in, they become much easier and more enjoyable to do. So, here we go. So we're going to cover, as I mentioned, a couple of topics today. Um, if you are listening to this on the podcast and you want to, you can get the Notion document. It will be in the episode notes and then you can kind of adapt them and, and make them your own. And then if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll put the link underneath as well. If you're watching this inside the Life Atelier, in fact, all of them, I definitely recommend like come to one of the Saturday morning sessions. <laughs> Okay, they're going to be on Saturdays. The, today I was like, hmm, should I change the day and not do any calls on Saturday? But now I have said Saturday, we will do Saturday for the next few weeks. 
the really great thing about coming to a Saturday session is that it, you have this dedicated time and space where you're with us on the call and you are creating that extra bit of connection. And it's really wonderful. I don't record them because I want people to feel comfortable enough to just um, say what it is that they want to say and to have those discoveries. And I find that if you're being recorded, sometimes it doesn't feel it doesn't feel as easy, it doesn't feel as good to do that. So what I do is it's like just open recording, open coaching, you don't, um, you know, you feel comfortable. And then afterwards I record a little summary like this to send out to other people. And for you to use if you did come to the live call so that you can recap and dive a bit deeper. So our objective today, when we're turning things that feel impossible and feel enormous and we're making them inevitable, there are a few things we need to consider. Now, the reason I picked this word inevitable, I mentioned in an email I sent out last week, is my coach uses it as one of the questions in one of her frameworks and I felt so much resistance to it. And the question was, how can I make this inevitable? And every time, like I wrestled with it for, I think it must've been a year, right? And I would see it and I was like, oh, I don't know. How can you make anything inevitable? Because my way of thinking was still like muscle, use muscle force, take a Rita approach and just like blast through, which just didn't feel very aligned with everything else, with my coaching style, with my 15 hour work week. That's not how I did those things. I did those things from a place of ease and flow and so it's so funny that my brain abandoned those with this question and thought okay inevitable means force and it means hustling okay and so I was going to coach in fact I still am I'm coaching on this topic in her membership um in her program and I put my hand up and I said like I don't know how I'm going to coach on this because I have a lot of problems with this question myself and she just said look it's just a question it's just a tool okay and the idea is to get your brain thinking creatively and saying oh okay if I was going to make it inevitably inevitable I can't even say the word how might I do that it's just another tool to open up creativity in your brain and I thought oh okay okay and now I've got it as part of my methodology, which is we make the impossible inevitable by adding the step of play. So once we bring in playfulness, we bring in creativity, and then we're able to create that inevitability. So today's angle, what we're gonna talk about is practicing wanting, okay? So even letting ourselves put words around, put a feeling, put an image around the idea of something that we think is impossible. And then how we're gonna use naming it and bringing play into naming it to make it inevitable, which is why Project Croissant was called Project Croissant. We'll cover a few other little pieces about clarity, setting the destination, okay? But really, I wanna start by explaining Project Croissant and, and why I named it Project Croissant. So it's just completed, I would say. I've got my apartment, that was like the final step. And, um, and when I look back on how I did it, it was about taking decisions, creating focus, taking risks, pr 
from a place of checking in with my nervous system and how much risk I was able to take. Failing, allowing self-compassion or not allowing, like really intentionally choosing self-compassion for those failures and then resting so that I could get perspective instead of taking decisions from a place of being tired. And the lessons that I'm taking with me for Project Peacock are really leaning into the slowing down. One of my favorite expressions or favorite things that I heard years ago was this idea of slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And I had taken that on board and started to use it to sort of this level, but there's always another level that we can go into. And really like what I said on the call today was I have realized that doing this whole project in two months, changing my life, closing my Spanish business, opening my French business, moving countries, bringing the dog, finding the apartment is because I didn't say I had to do it in a certain period. So intentionally removing the timeline and saying that this is where I want to go and it takes as long as it takes allowed me to create that space to actually go very quickly. And the analogy I always use is like, if you think about when you're in your car, trying to reverse, do like a three point turn when you don't have a lot of space, you sort of have to do it, you, you can do it, but you tend to need to do it sort of quite slowly so that you can feel your way as you go. Whereas if you first create a lot of space and imagine doing a three point turn or reversing in a big empty car park, you've got loads of space to, go off angle and to to make mistakes as you go okay so that's what we want to do when we slow down we're creating space for those failures and those errors i have also learned to take even faster decisions and fail even more and by taking a faster decision that's about leaning into my values even more connecting them with with them each morning so that i'm able to then take decisions even faster this allows us to get data and create clarity I have also <laughs> experienced that the bad feelings, those feelings that you have in your current life, they're going to be there as you achieve your impossible goal. So when I experienced feelings like loneliness in my big house and in my village in Spain, I will still have that feeling of loneliness, not all the time, but just sometimes. And you can be in a big city and have lots of friends and still feel loneliness. These are just emotions and feelings that are part of the spectrum of being a human. They don't suddenly disappear when we are building our projects and our goals. They're absolutely fine. Therefore, what I want to do is really prioritize creating that safety in my body, calming my nervous system before I decide to take risks. That's how I know that I am maximizing my creativity. And by creating that safety, I know that I'm unstoppable. Okay, and it's the same for you. So values, we've got a little piece here. Um, if you open your Notion document, you'll see there is a little video from Gabor Mate about authenticity versus attachment. What I want to show you, what I loved about this video is how our values play into this. So essentially, mammalian children, mammal babies, have two survival needs when they're born. The first is attachment. And these are really like when we say survival, you'll see when you watch the video, he's not exaggerating, right? Reptile children, reptile babies are born and the mother, she's gone, right? 
but and so then they make a break for it and they need to start existing mammals we will die if we don't have our mother or a caregiver around giving us food giving us shelter keeping us alive we'll die and he says in the video that like human mammals we take the longest to be able to look after ourselves so the attachment piece is really really important literally survival the other survival need is authenticity and he breaks us down to say it's the capacity to know what we feel to be in touch with our bodies and to express who we are and I think that's so interesting because I just didn't I think I still thought the authenticity piece was yeah like I see how it's important I'm a coach but also like it's not you know we won't die but what he's saying is like if we weren't in touch with our bodies then when we were out in the wild we couldn't feel if we were cold we couldn't feel if we were hungry we wouldn't notice if we were in pain or if we were getting sick so actually that authenticity piece is survival as well right and when the two needs are not compatible we are not meeting our survival needs okay so when we're children the attachment is more essential okay it's more immediate so if we don't get food if we don't get water if we're not warm enough we will die before we'll die because we're not in touch with our bodies or because we're not expressing ourselves but as we become adults that then becomes just as important so what i love is that our values are a way that we can lean into healing that authenticity piece and this is where we come back to our wanting okay so our want is our destination, right? And very often we're talking about goals, we're talking about aspirations, but really they're just, they're things we want and that we're moving towards because we're always moving, right? We're always growing, we're always changing, we're always doing things, whether that's sitting on the sofa or watching Netflix, that's still doing something, or it's working on the business or the project or the fitness routine or reading or the education. Those things are taking us in a direction. Now, the GPS, that destination, can either be set for us and we haven't decided where it is, which is often what happens when we're not doing coaching and we're not very connected to ourselves. And that might be that society has set that. Or we get to start intentionally setting that GPS ourselves. okay? So challenges that we have to wanting and to setting an authentic destination can be lack of capacity to focus, okay? Not having that starlight focus that Johan Hari talks about in Stolen Focus. It can be that we don't have the skill of strategic daydreaming, of creating safety to bring our, our mind back into full capacity, okay? Change. Super annoying, if you're watching this on YouTube, my camera randomly gets like zoomed in, which is very intense. Um, we can also really connect with our body and feeling and knowing that we have a full body one. So I describe this as like the Winnie the Pooh wiggle, okay? So when you think about something, do you like get a Winnie the Pooh wiggle? Do you really, really want it? And that's how I did project croissant because when I was thinking about moving to France it just felt like oh, okay like I have to do this and then I have to do this and there's all these lists of things I have to do and it didn't feel like exciting whereas when I thought about 
going to the boulangerie to buy a croissant that felt exciting that felt like yes that's what I want like I can feel even like the pan chocolat that I get with the croissant I can feel the crunch of like real like a block of chocolate inside it mm, amazing okay so we want that like full body feeling and also we're going to need curiosity again that's another tool to create that safety of noticing like huh when I think about what I want I just get this sense of like, I don't know, or I get a, but I'm not allowed, or that's not for you, or people like us don't have that. And instead of seeing that as the signal to shut down, when we use curiosity, we can see like, okay, these are the firing shots, right? Now I'm getting started. Now I notice that my edges of what I think is possible for me are here. And actually, I want to make them bigger. Okay, interesting. So curiosity is how we start to stretch and expand what we have in our mind as possible for us. Okay, so we want to set a destination from a place of identifying what we want, having noticed how our focus is, having noticed that this is a skill, having noticed that what we actually want is tangled up very often with what other people want. It's tangled up with the belief that what we want is in conflict with what other people want. This is particularly true if you have grown up having developed people pleasing as a tool to keep yourself safe. Or if you are a caregiver and you feel like, okay, it's selfish if I start to do what I want or society is going to judge me. Okay, so it can all be tangled up. So sometimes we want to sort of untangle that. I have got a free training inside the live atelier called Untangle Your Life, which helps with that. So then we set our destination, right? And we say, okay, I'm practicing wanting. I'm going to be like outrageous here. I'm going to say I want a house that's big enough, has a garden that's big enough for a peacock in it. Okay. <laughs> so we start from this is impossible, but let's just play. Let's just imagine, right? Because your brain is going to really resist this. You're going to, your brain is going to say, listen, wanting this thing is dangerous because if we want it and if we tell people we want it, they might think that we think we're too good for ourselves, for our circle. They might kick us out of the group. Our partner might stop loving us. We might not meet a partner because they, everybody thinks that we're too demanding. Or we might want this and then fail to get it. And that is going to hurt, right? We might want big love and romance and then actually get rejected. And that doesn't feel good. We might tell people that we want to have kids and we're 40 years old and then we don't do it. And then people feel sorry for us. We might start a business. We might try to move to another place and it doesn't work. So for all those reasons, your brain is going to say, you know what, it's safe to just not want it. Okay, so instead, remember, we use play and we say, okay, let's make this into a game. What if, if I was going to do this crazy thing, where would I start? You know, hypothetically. And if that's too hard, let's take another step back. Other crazy people wanting these crazy things, not me, but these crazy people that want these crazy things. How are they doing it? How might they do it? right? And really get into that place of playfulness and exploration. And then step two, give it a name that makes you smile. 
remember that feeling of me being motivated by getting the croissant, right? That pulled me through all the difficult things that I had to do, all the uncomfortable things, far more than the idea of getting on the website and setting up my French business number, okay? Or the idea of all those dates that are going to be crap before you find the person that you actually want to be with, okay? So we want to make it, you know, you might call it like, I don't know, Project Kiss a Frog or something. I'm going to use that one, actually. The Frog Kissing Project. <laughs> okay, so think about naming it and making it something that's fun and that you feel pulled towards. Now, I'm going to leave you there with the invitation to take your first action step. And as I said to everyone on the call today, break it down. Whatever you've decided is your first action step, I can guarantee you can break it down into smaller action steps. So your first action step might be, I'm gonna create safety in my body, and then I'm gonna do a play exercise. And then from that place of, okay, playfulness and safety, I'm gonna make a list of action steps or pick the first action step. And I am obviously going to say, if you want to get coached on this, you're ready to actually bring your projects to life and start the journey and get out of feeling paralyzed and into doing, join me with the Prune and Bloom membership. We're going to be coaching. We've got two coaching calls every week. If more people join, I'll add more times. I think we've got like some Australians. I'm thinking about doing an early morning European time. I am here I am ready to coach you. I am your Sherpa. I am on this journey too. You can learn more about that with the link under the episode or wherever you're watching this. There will be a link somewhere around it. And I will see you next week for the next podcast.